Mama, today's your day. Put away your rubber gloves and go get you some love. Mama, put on your sexy face. And pour your ass a big old glass of wine. Bum, bum, bum. Mama Zoo. All you wanted was some peace. But dishes never washed themselves at all. Disrespectful as fuck. <laughs> What's good, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Tea with Thompson, the one-stop shop for all things random because such is my life. And yes, coming up is Mother's Day, so make sure you go wish your mom a happy Mother's Day. And even if you and your mother do not speak, there is somebody in your life who is a motherly figure who you drive them absolutely fucking crazy. So make sure you go wish them a happy Mother's Day and wish the lady down the street a happy Mother's Day and wish the lady who is carrying those four kids behind her a happy Mother's Day because let me tell you, that woman does not know a single second of peace. She can't even shit by herself. Facts. So go wish all the women in your lives a happy Mother's Day. And even if they have a cat, go wish them a happy Mother's Day because, you know, taking care of pets is a full-time job, you know? But as always, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. So sit back, relax, and let's have a great fucking time. So, you know, being that Mother's Day is coming up, there has to be a segment called Talking to Teresa. Because Teresa is my mother, you know, the crazy woman who puts up with all of my shenanigans and has for the past 31 years. So, I just thought I would highlight a moment in my life that always makes me giggle. That involves dear old Teresa. So growing up, growing up with my mom was, uh, there was a lot of ups and downs. Let me tell you, Teresa, and she's listening too. So I'm going to get a phone call um, Monday morning after this airs and she's going to tell me about myself, but Hey, Teresa, happy Mother's Day. I hope you are having an amazing day. I hope that you get to do something nice for yourself. And you and little Miss Bella are having a great day. So, happy Mother's Day. But, so, I think I was in college when this took place. Um, So, I went to the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale where I majored in fashion design. Yeah, because... I thought I was going to be the next Michael Kors, and it turns out you have to have a lot of fucking money to even make clothes. So that is neither here or there. But um, so I was in college when this took place, and I think it was around the time she was still drinking. So my mom stopped drinking about the time I turned... 17, 16, 17. So around the time I really started drinking, my mom stopped drinking. And I think this was around one of her birthdays. Um, 
I want to say it was like her 44th or 45th birthday. Um, and I get a phone call. She is lit. I mean, you could light a match. She was litty titty. And so I get a phone call and she's like, Hey baby. Or like normally she picks up the phone. She's like, Hey fat boy. And I'm like, Hey fat lady, what's up? And so she's like, remember when you were like six or seven and I told you that you could be whatever you wanted to be when you grew up? And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Thinking to myself, where is this going? She was like, I lied. (laughs) There are just some things that you are not qualified for. And I'm just like, oh my God. In the background, all you can hear is, mama, put down the phone. And she's like, no, no. And then you hear like the phone, I guess it got dropped or something. And then you, my sister picks up the phone and my sister's like, sorry, bubby. Um, mama's a little drunk right now. But um, it's it's small little memories like that about Teresa that, that keep keep me laughing. And there's so, so many other things. Um, when I, before I went to the school in Fort Lauderdale, I actually went to one of the campuses in Center City, Philly. And the night we drove up, um, which was like two days before orientation, the night we drove up, I remember we got to downtown Philly and it was like late, late, like maybe 12, 12, 1-ish. It was, it was late. And so, obviously, we're hella lost because we are not city folk at all. And so, I remember my grandmother at the time. My grandmother was in the the passenger seat. And so, we're lost somewhere downtown under some bridges. And my grandmother's like, oh, my God, let's ask these lovely women for directions. And my mom looks at her and is like, "Um, we're not going to do that because those are prostitutes. (laughs) Um, I'm talking like little fur coat, short skirt, fishnets, and everything. Like, these, these women look like they were filming a segment for Law and Order, you know? And so we decide that we're going to go do the less dangerous option, you know, and we're going to go to like a CVS or something and ask somebody for directions. And so we get out the car, me and my mom, and uh, we run inside the CVS or it was some drugstore like that, either a Seagrass or a Walgreens. And um, I just remember my mom talking to a lady she's like excuse me sweetheart do you work here and the lady looks at her like um I don't wear this shirt for fun but um she's like um we're kind of lost can y'all help us find out where we're going and this woman looked at her like she was just speaking Chinese and she was just like you're not from around here are you and my mom looks at her and it's like huh and she's like sweetheart (laughs) y'all and I I died. I died. But yes, um, Teresa is crazy. We've had lots of shenanigans together. Um, I remember this one time um, I was playing um, like I had special needs. I was I was young. I, how old was I? I was probably like 17, 18, but I was playing like I had special needs in the passenger seat and my mom was like slapping me like, stop, stop, stop. And so this lady literally followed my mom um, because she was taking me to work. This lady literally followed my mom from where we were to my job because she thought that she was abusing a special needs child. 
And yeah, so um, there's this, there's there's lots and lots of things. There's, <laughs> um, but Teresa is an amazing woman. I've seen her go through some crazy things. I've seen her go through some amazing things. And yeah, so make sure you go wish your mom a happy Mother's Day today. Um, give her a little segment of talking to whatever your mother's name is, and just let her know how amazing she is. I mean, my mom and me have not always had the best relationship so let me just put that out there but we have grown and we have learned to respect one another and whatever that looks like for you may not be the same thing that it looks like for another family so just remember that when you're talking to people because anytime people hear me talk about like oh Teresa did this or Teresa did that and they're just like who is Teresa and when I tell them it's my mom and they're like oh my god I would not dare call my mother by her name and I'm just like um well, it's the name that was given to her. So I don't always call her Teresa. Um, sometimes I call her mama. Actually, a lot of times I call her mama because that's my mama. Um, but you know what? Sometimes when people need to kind of like get right, you have to call them by their government because um, sometimes they don't hear you otherwise. I'd be like, Teresa Ann, calm the fuck down. Just like that. Um, but yeah, so that's it for this week's segment of talking to Teresa. She's still doing okay. She's doing her thing, you know, living her best life out in Florida right now where it's probably like 83 degrees and she's floating in her pool. But we have lots of other stuff to talk about. So that is that on that. So for this week's segment of What's Thompson Watching, I haven't really been watching anything. Literally all my free time has been either going to the gym or gaming. I have been a huge gamer nerd lately. Um, so yeah, I haven't really been watching much of anything except the new season of Pose is now out and I'm super excited and I'm super sad because they have announced that this is it. This is the final season. I hope they drag it out for like 28 episodes, but I know that's not going to be the case. It's probably only going to be about 12 or 10, but the house of Evangelista is coming to an end. Whew. Y'all, if y'all have never watched Pose, I don't care if you're gay, straight, white, black, brown, Puerto Rican, or Asian, you need to watch this show. This show shows a different part of the human experience, and for those of us in the community, it will definitely trigger some things that and some experiences that you have gone through or you know people who've gone through. And it is such, such a good show. I mean, from Mother Electra to... From Mother Electra to Mother Blanca, um, from Poppy to Damien, to Pray Tell, Angel, the character development in this show is amazing. Now, brief little caveat. Angel Bismarck Curell. Boo, I hope that's how I say your name. Angel Bismarck Curell is one of the sexiest men. Whew. 
normally, 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 I don't go for short, skinny guys, but this man, and I want to say a lot of it has to do with how they wrote him into this script, but this man is just so damn sexy, and how in love he is with his woman, and how there he is for her, it's just, oh, I'm just like, I want one of those, why can't I have an angel in my life? Angel, in case you're listening to this, um, I'm single. I have a decent job. I have a good car. I have a talk show, sort of. You know, I got some shit going on. So, I mean, if you want to come be my papi, like, oh, I would be here for it. That, that man, and every time he takes his shirt off, and any time he gets emotional, and his goofy-ass little smile, I'm just, oh, I'm here for it. I am here for all of it. I am... The Wiesbaden chapter fangirl for Angel Bismarck Curell because oh this this man is just everything. He is so sexy. But back to the show and character development. So Angel is one of those characters. He's called Poppy in the show. Poppy is one of those characters that when he first got on the show, I was just like you know. I don't want to like him. Like, this dude's a jerk. He's, like, um, sometimes you wish they, like, kill characters off. And I was just like, I hope he doesn't stay that long. Because, like, when when you're first introduced to him, like, he's a jerk. Um, But him and Angel's, like, romantic connection, when they finally got together, I think it was season two when they finally got together. When they finally got together, I was just kind of like, oh, my God. Oh, damn. Sorry. Spoiler. Um, So they're together. <laughs> but when they finally got together, I was just like, oh, my God, she's so lucky. I want a poppy. He was just like, you're, you're always going to be my angel. And I'm just like, they always have him saying these corny ass made for TV lines. And I'm here for every single one of them. Just like, say it again. <laughs> say it again, Cinderella. Um... <laughs> But yes, I am here for the character development, especially even like, so um, Mother Electra Evangelista, um, her character development from just being like a cold hearted trans bitch to being, to actually like showing emotion. So another spoiler. So Cubby, um, a lot of you may not know who he is because he plays a very, very small role in the show, but um, Cubby is one of the the fem queens from one of the other houses and um it, something happens in this episode and mother electra is like crying and i'm not even talking about like a fake like little tear i'm talking about like she has like a steady stream liquid dripping from her chin mascara running um crying and it it's it's writing like this and um this season tackles heavy into like drug addiction and self-worth and knowing who you are and finding who you are um and it it's a very serious issue and it's i'm i'm so glad that they're not poking fun at such a serious crisis that is in our community in the LGBTQIA 
to community. There is a heavy suicide rate. There is a heavy addiction rate. Like people smoke, drink, and fuck just to be numb, you know? There's a lot of bullshit that we as gay individuals have to endure that most people don't even realize. There's a lot of things, especially growing up, and I want to say a lot of it has to do with our childhood because most most people do not have the luxury. Let me say this again. Most people do not have the luxury to be who they truly are until they are well into high school. A lot of individuals like myself have known that we were gay for as long as we could live. And as a young Thompson, I had no idea what this was, but I just knew that I wasn't like the other guys. And that's something that straight people don't have to deal with. I was talking about this to one of my docs the other day because I was just like, Coming out, I don't think there's anything, at least nothing's coming to my mind that I could ever be like, so this is to you what coming out is to us. Because no matter whether you come out at 10 or you come out at 39 or you come out at 60, what you're, what you're literally telling people is is that I am someone that the, the vast majority of the population has an issue with. Now, people may be like, oh, I have nothing against gay people, but I don't want any of my kids to be gay. You know, you know like they give you that kind of backhanded statement or it's like, oh, yeah, I have nothing against that. Um, I just don't want that for my children. Or, and I, I get it because as, as a parent who I'm not, you don't want your, your children to have to deal with a hard life. You want what's best for your children. And a lot of parents will tell you that they want a better life for their children than they have for themselves. And... When our parents, so I was born in the late 80s, so our parents grew up in a time where being, so the 70s, the 80s, the early 90s, the AIDS epidemic was huge. And I'm saying the AIDS epidemic because people, even to this day, put the AIDS epidemic and the gay population together. Now I understand. So most gay men, especially, have very, very mm, active sex lives. And sexual partners in most young gay men's lives are well well past 30. Um, I mean, most of our sexual encounters at a young age are are very, very secretive. So it's just like, you hook up maybe once or twice and then you're on to the next. You hook up maybe once or twice, you're on to the next. You hook up, you hook up, you hook up sometimes two or three times in a day, on to the next. So it's just, I get it. We were more prone to catching the virus because there was a lot more chances for us to catch the virus. 
so I'm going to put like the AIDS epidemic and, and, and that scared our parents, you know? So like our parents, when, when they think of homosexuals, um, in their mind, I, I can only imagine that them going back to like high school and like all these people were dying around them. And it's because of, um, back then they called it SARS. If, if I'm, if I'm incorrect, um, somebody will probably let me know in the comments, but, um, I want to say it was like, uh, sexual something, um, immune disorder, something like that. And it was SARS and SARS was connected to the gay population. Um, and so I remember when I came out to my mom, that was like one of the first things. So, um, we had like this long, long talk. There was lots of screaming. There was lots of crying. There were some Bible verses read, some scripture came out. Like, um, it was rough. Like, Again, some of us don't have the luxury to be who we are. Um, and she just kept talking about like HIV and I don't want you to get AIDS. And I'm just, I understand that this is a topic that is very, very taboo. But especially now in 2021, this is a topic that we should not tiptoe around. And this show does such a great job with just putting that all out there, putting all the cards on the table, drug addiction, sex addiction, um, a lot of young LGBTQIA2 plus um, individuals are sex workers. Like now OnlyFans is a thing, but a lot of these people were doing this as just a means to get a basic cheeseburger, you know, like trying to survive. I'm not going to judge anybody's Hustle, I'm not going to judge how you survive, but this show really touches a lot of things and really brings to light a lot of situations, and I think if you consider yourself to be a person of culture, if you consider yourself to be a, a modern individual, someone who is in 2021 and is not just roaming around in an empty shell, I think this is a show you should give a watch. It's on its third and final season, which is very, very sad. But it is an amazing show. The growth in this show, the growth in the characters. This is not like a a cheap um, made-for-TV lifetime movie. It's, it's a good show. And it is definitely worth the watch. And if you're like me and you cry about everything, just be prepared because you're going to cry. I think I cry every fucking week. Every episode. I'm just like... <laughs> because I'm telling you, something touches you, especially if you're gay. Something touches you that it's just like, damn. like Because I felt that. It's like I, when a character is going through something in a show, it's like I felt that. Like I, I'm there. Just like being in the medical field now, anytime I watch like a medical show and I see like a patient acting like a jackass, I'm just like, I felt that. Like I felt that nurse wanting to punch, like beat the brakes off that ass. Like it just, when a show is able to truly connect, that's when they know they've made it. And 
Pose cast, Pose directors, all the famous people out there, if you're listening to this, I just want to say bra fucking vo. Bra fucking vo. It's a great fucking show. It's amazing. You have touched me. You have opened the eyes to some individuals and hopefully some new people will watch the show and it will get the recognition it deserves. Billy Porter is fucking amazing. MJ Rodriguez is amazing. Angelica Ross, who plays Candy, she... Oh, Angelica Ross and Hallie Sahar, who play Lulu and Candy, when the show first starts, I'm like, these bitches. These bitches. But the growth in Lulu and Candy, oh, I'm telling you, character development. All you other creatives out there who write TV shows, like, y'all really need to watch this show and um, get your characters in line because these people have grown. And I am here for all of it. All of it. You know? Come judge for me. Come judge for me. If you are not into video games, the next 13 minutes and 38 seconds are going to be very, very boring for you. So this is your chance to go ahead and jump to 13 minutes and 38 seconds into the future, and you get to skip all that, okay? So for this week's segment of Gaming with T, we're actually not going to talk about Outriders at least not 100%. So for those of you who have spent any time with the show whatsoever, once again, thank you for always showing up. And secondly, you will realize that I am obsessed with this game called Outriders. It is a game on the PS4, but it's for all major consoles, and they have a free demo. So go get yourself the free demo and play. Um... If you love it, go ahead and buy it and then add me, VA Mustang, um, because I'm looking for more people to play with because it is a great game. But while watching the how-to videos and the tips and tricks videos and like all the videos, um, I kept coming across this um, these videos about this other game because, you know, the, the launch for Outriders was not a smooth one. There was a lot of glitches, and a lot of the gamer people were mad. Um, and there was a giant bug wipe, which wiped people's characters. Um, I had two of my characters wiped. So it was not a smooth launch, and a lot of their player base like dropped drastically. So I kept seeing everywhere, is this the next anthem? Is this going to be the next anthem? So I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck is anthem? So I... Finished the campaign for Outriders on one of my characters. You know, I wanted to see what the story was about. So I went through the campaign, finished the campaign, got into the end game. I have like five characters currently on Outriders. I have two Technomancers, a Pyromancer, and uh, two Devastators. And um, once I finished the campaign, I've kind of just been playing, you know, because now I know how the story ends. Um, it's still a fun game. It's actually my favorite game of all time. Um, coming in a close second would be um, The Outer Worlds, and then coming in third would be Destiny 2. But I was looking for something new to play, and so I got onto YouTube, and I watched the trailer for 
Anthem. And I was just like, oh my god. This game actually looks like it's a game I'm going to be obsessed with. So I watched like, I want to say like two or three how-to videos for Anthem, like tips and tricks videos. Um, is it still worth playing in 2021? And stuff like that. So then I go to the PlayStation Store because, you know, when Cyberpunk first came out and all those issues happened, Cyberpunk was taken off of the PlayStation Store. So I was just like, if this game is getting so much flack, then it's probably not on the PlayStation Store anymore. I probably won't get to play it. And only those individuals who already have it um, can enjoy it. So I went on there not really with any expectations of anything, and I actually found it. So I was like, you know what? It's $12. I'm going to get it. Now, so I was able to start playing right away. And when you start playing, there is um, the story first off. Let me say, the story looks fucking amazing. Now, I know that I'm not a hardcore gamer, but the story is everything. I am a sucker for cutscenes. I love video games with good cutscenes because it's like a fucking movie, and I love movies. So when you start the game off, you you, you kind of start off in the middle of a battle. So um, you're in your little Iron Man person or whatever, and you're learning the controls. And this game is not easy to control. These controls took me a hot second to get used to because not only are you having to like um fly but then the controls for the flight seem backwards and then you're always getting shot at by all these things and um but yeah so the intro was awesome you you learn your base controls but you're playing as a character called like the ranger so with the ranger so the Ranger Javelin is basically, from all the videos that I've watched, it's basically like the easiest character to start off with. Um, it's a well-rounded character. It has good shields. It has good weapons. It has good defenses. Um, but it's not like a specialty character. So it's not super, super specialized. You, If you're playing in a group, you'll probably just be able to fit in anywhere because um, you can pretty much do it all. But, so you're playing with the ranger, you're going through the intro, which is a pretty lengthy intro, if I have to say. I think, I I played it three times, and it, um, it tells you, like, when you highlight, like, your character or whatever, it tells you how long um, it takes. And it took me about 38 minutes to play the intro. So, yeah, it was a pretty lengthy, like, little demo or whatever. Um, and then after your intro, you get to pick your javelin. Now, the javelin, there's four different classes. So there's your um, elemental um, mage. There's your, um, like, little ninja guy. There's the ranger. And then there's the colossus. The colossus is your tank character. Now, the colossus, like I said, he's a tank. So he has, like, grenades, rocket launchers, and stuff like that. But he also has, like, this giant-ass shield and can take a lot of damage. Um, if you are that kind of player who just likes to be in the action and just likes to be blowing shit up like that, I think is going to be your best bet. Um, if you've played Outriders, then the little ninja guy is a lot like the Technomancer. I haven't played with him yet, but um, they say 
that it's a really good character if you want to, you know, get in, get out, and um, just kind of get in, fuck some shit up, and get out as fast as you can. Um, the ranger is just well-rounded, can fit in anywhere, like I said. But the weather mage is the one that I picked because... In Destiny 2, I picked the mage, and if I played World of Warcraft, I'd probably be a mage of some sort. In Elder Scrolls, I'm a mage. Like, Skyrim, I'm a mage. That's just kind of my thing. If, if there's any kind of elemental or magic character, like, that's me all day, every day. I am that nerd, you know? Um, but, so, in this section where you're getting to pick your mage, well... Your javelin. It talks before you select. It's like, are you sure? Like, it, once you pick this javelin, you're, you're basically stuck with it until you hit level eight. No matter whether or not you restart the game. Now, that's the shit they got me. So once I picked my javelin so i picked the elemental mage and um which is called the storm i you know i'm playing whatever whatever um i get to the first expedition and i fucking like die instantly bam and i'm like oh damn and then i come back and i die instantly again bam um they you start off with this bullshit gun like literally um cuz i'm very much an assault rifle kind of guy so I thought that this was an assault rifle because it looked like an assault rifle, but it was literally just a rifle. So, like, I thought by holding down, like, my trigger button, I was fucking some shit up. No, I was literally shooting one bullet. One bullet, um, and I didn't realize that until I had probably died about four or five times. Plus, the storm javelin, it's very, very hard to control, and getting used to it is a learning curve. Um, it took me a good, like... 30 minutes of playing with this javelin and dying probably like 15, 20 times in the very, very first expedition to be like, okay, kind of get my footing or whatever. Um, but I was like, you know what? I really, I really don't like this character. So I was going to switch. So, you know, I go and I start a new pilot. Well, apparently starting a new pilot does not start you a new javelin. So it's kind of like uh, Warframe in the fact once you pick a character, you're with that character. Now, um, once you hit level eight, I'm at level five and a half right now. So once you hit level eight, they say that you're going to unlock a different, um, a different javelin. So I'm looking forward to it. I can't really tell you much about that. But what I can tell you is that I'm now a good four missions in, and I love this game. This game is giving me Destiny 2. This game is giving me Outriders. This game is giving me The Outer Worlds. Like, I wish that the robots looked a little more separate from each other. Um, like, the javelins, I wish they looked more unique, but the game is amazing. I, I love just fuck them, shoot them up games, and this is a looter shooter, and I'm a, I get wet for looter shooters, what can I say? Um, but yeah, it is, it is fucking awesome. I am still learning a lot about the game. I 
understand that I am not a professional, but this game is really, really nice. It's um, challenging enough because I'm playing on normal. They only have like three difficulties you can start off with. So easy, normal, and then like hard, whatever. And then they have like these other two, which is like master level and then like berserker or some shit like that. Um, but the game is awesome. The graphics are fucking beautiful. And the animations when you're blowing shit up is so satisfying. It's a lot like Destiny so far in the fact that um, when you go to these different areas, it's pretty much the same thing. Just like waves and waves and waves of these weird um, creatures coming at you um, called like Scars. But so far, I fucking love this game. Um, R.I.P. to my fucking social life because Outriders already took away everything. Like, I've said it once before and I'll say it again. Do not start playing Outriders if you're new in a relationship. Do not start playing Outriders if you have a new job. I mean, it's it's going to be all-consuming. And especially for us here in Europe where everything is still locked the fuck down. It's so easy to sit down and start playing and just be like, damn, I've been here for six hours. I have a feeling that Anthem is going to do that for me. Um, it's... It's probably just going to be what I play when I am not playing Outriders. But it is it is good enough that it might even hook me a little bit for a little while. Because like I said, I've already beat the campaign for Outriders. So now all I'm doing is just playing with different characters and getting loot. Because that's what you do with a looter shooter. But Anthem, is it's nice. It's The graphics are beautiful. The... Um, the difficulty level, I'm sure, could be a lot harder. But once you get the hang of your javelin and once you get the hang of, like, moving around and how, um, like, building your armor, um, you kind of get these things called coins. I guess it's, like, their in-game currency. You get these coins by, like, completing missions and stuff like that. But I bought two legendary weapons. Um, I bought, like, a legendary, like, heavy pistol and a legendary assault rifle, and I've been fucking shit up. Um, so yeah, like if you have not played Outriders, go get yourself the free demo and play the free demo. And, um, if you end up enjoying it, add me, like I said, VA Mustang, Victor Alpha Mustang, and, um, let's go do some raids together. Same thing for this. If you end up getting Anthem or you already play Anthem, add me, Victor Alpha Mustang, VA Mustang, and let's go do some missions together. Like, I am new to being a gamer, but it's fucking awesome. I love it. It keeps me out of trouble. So, yeah, let's go fuck some shit up. So, this week we finally have a new segment called Talking to Thompson. Talking to Thompson is going to be a weekly segment, hopefully, um, where I read y'all's letters or questions aloud and we kind of discuss it, you know? Um, but you have to send me an email in order for that to happen. But I actually got an email last week. It's from my god sister. I have not seen her since probably I was... 16, 15, 16, something like that. I was young. 
Um, and she watches the show every week. It makes her laugh. Um, and yeah, that's, that's all I try to do. I try to just get on here and be myself and make you laugh and brighten up your day a little bit, you know, add a little spontaneity into the monotony that is our day-to-day lives. So I'm super glad you watched the show. For those of you who have watched the show since day one, y'all already know how you can get in contact with me. So who knows? If y'all shoot me an email, you may end up on next week's episode. And just like that, that is it for this week's episode of Tea with Thompson. I hope you all learned something. I hope I made at least one of two of you smile today, gave you something to laugh about. For those of you who have been keeping up with this show from episode one, this is episode fucking seven. Can you believe it? Seven weeks. Y'all have been with me for almost two months. This is turning into a relationship. I mean, we might have to get a ring, you know? (laughs) But I truly want to say thank you for all of those who tune in each week. It warms my heart, especially when some of you reach out to me and let me know how I made your day or how I put a smile on your face. It it truly warms my heart to know that I'm out there at least helping somebody because, you know, life is messy as fuck. And sometimes we just need to smile. So I'm hoping I can at least put a smile on your face. For those of you who are new to the show, I want to say thank you for giving me your little bit of time that you had. I know you have a plethora of random shows you could be listening to, and you picked mine. So I just want to say thank you. I hope you tune in next week. I hope you check on some of the other episodes that I have. Um, Just know episodes one and two were recorded on my phone. So if they sound a little rough, (laughs) that's why. They were literally recorded on my phone. And... Yes, so that is it for today. If you want to check out all the craziness that I have going on in my life that is not on the show, then you can hit me up at T with Thompson and Twitter. That's T E A with Thompson, T H O M P S O N on Twitter. And you can check out all the crazy stuff I have posted there. Or if you want to reach out to me, ask me a question, ask me advice, or just tell me how awesome I am. Um, you can reach me at teawiththompson at gmail.com. That's T-E-A with Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N at gmail.com. And who knows, you just might end up on next week's episode. So as always, stay motivated, get caffeinated, and let's have a great fucking day.